You're listening to Church Unplugged, the podcast of Christ Community Chapel. In each episode, we look at questions and topics that are connected to our faith in Jesus and the way that it plays out in our everyday lives. In this episode, we're talking about community. So the question is, what exactly is community? It's one of those words that you hear in church a lot, but sometimes isn't really specifically defined. So what is community? What is biblical community? What's the difference between community and biblical community? And what does it look like to practice community as followers of Jesus? Welcome in to Church Unplugged. Welcome into Church Unplugged. I'm Jimmy Cozy, part of the leadership team here at CCC. We've got the rest of our team, Zach Wyrock, Joe Coffey, and Stacey DiNardo. And our question today is a two-part question. What is community? What does that mean? And how do we actually practice it? So if you spend any amount of time around a church, you'll probably hear them talk about community, about living in community. And that's even in our membership class, our reimagined class, we'll talk about how every every follower of Jesus needs community. Uh, but sometimes I feel like we say that word without necessarily defining it or articulating what that looks like practically in the life of a Christian. So that's where we're going today. What is community? What does that mean? And then how can we, as followers of Jesus, practice it in a meaningful way? Yeah, it might be worth distinguishing between community and biblical community, only because I think there's a degree to which every human being needs community. I was reading a study the other day about uh, in prison when they isolate people Uh um, and just the damaging effects that that has. Some people are arguing that that actually fits under the constitutional provision against cruel and unusual punishment because there's something about a human being that just withers when you put them in isolation. So I think there's this understanding of just community in general. What does it mean that we are communal creatures? And then what does it mean? What is the Bible envision? What becomes unique about uh, biblical community? And obviously we're a church podcast, so that's probably where we're going to spend most of our time. But I do think there's an aspect of Christian, non-Christian, male, female, uh, regardless of race, socioeconomic class, we are hardwired to be together. Yeah, I was thinking a little bit, though, about the distinction of men and women, to be honest, because I do think women have a much easier time maybe pursuing and being a part and or desiring community than men. Would you agree? I think sometimes... We I, don't want to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I don't know if they, if, uh, if they need it anymore, but I think it's easier for, for women to be relational. And I don't know why that is, at least in our culture. Um, I think that's the number one thing. I mean, I think of all three guys on this podcast, we were former athletes. I think that's the thing I miss most about playing sports. It's right. not actually playing sports. It's the locker room. It's being on a team. It's because I think that is for most men that that might be their best expression of yeah. community. And and that's even forced upon us. Like if you want to play football, your coach tells you, you got to be in the locker room. You got to do this. You got to do. But once that's gone for a guy, I think it can be hard to. Yeah. Although that that may be a a good kind of connection to biblical community, which is uh, mm-hmm. that's like in a locker room is when I mean I wasn't forced to be in a locker room. I was forced to be a part of a team, which right. meant, meant that I was dependent on guys who could do things that I couldn't do, and they were dependent on me to do things that. They couldn't do, and, and there were people you might not have chosen to uh, right. be around otherwise, right. right? And it and there was a greater purpose, right, M- bigger than yourself. And yeah, I think there's a lot of parallels a lot of parallels. That, yeah. yeah, I think there's a lot of parallels. And I think if we segue, I mean, what is biblical community? I would say in some ways it is community built around the larger goals that Jesus has given us, right. and it is a group of people that are united sometimes by nothing other than a shared uh, a shared experience or that we've all received the grace of Jesus Christ, and that has 
brought us into a family. And, and in some ways, like a locker room, we have chosen Jesus and by extension, gotten each other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I want to, uh, everybody describe biblical community at its best. And then I want to talk about maybe a biblical community gone wrong. And then what keeps people from jumping in? Like we have a lot of people I know who go, come to church and they're like spectators mm-hmm. uh, and they never really uh, connect into biblical community. So describe it at its best. Let's start with that. A shared love for Jesus. Um, I don't know the best. I think exp- uh, I would say knowing those around you and being known by them yeah. in a meaningful way, not in a superficial way. Yeah, I would think that at least part of the biblical community would mean that uh, because of our theology, they would people know that I am a sinner right. because that's part of the basic. That's the first point of our theology, right? Uh, so I wouldn't have to act like I wasn't a sinner. Uh, so I would be accepted and loved for who I am, uh, rather than what putting on a front and right. trying to be something that I'm not. So I would suppose that if I was in biblical community, uh, there would be something about uh, being, uh, like you said, Jimmy, known, but but known at a deeper level and a uh, a freedom to be to allow myself to be known for who I am. I mean, a vulnerability. Right. I feel there like, you go. Yeah, vulnerability right. is what I was. I mean, a deep level of vulnerability, which can be hard for some people, but which could also lead to the negative thing about if you are vulnerable and it's not received well or it's misused or yeah, uh, then there's hardly anything that hurts more than that. I think uh, another thing of that would be true of community as at its best would be it that I am challenged both yep. in my right. actions and in my beliefs uh, in, in a positive or in a good way, challenged in a good way. Yeah, yeah and where the community, the, the group of people could actually help keep you safe. You know, like we sing a song, uh, Prone to Wander, Lord, I Feel It. Yeah, and I think that there are times when biblical community is the thing that keeps us tethered to, uh, to God. Yeah. Uh, and I, I watch that all the time over the 40 years of ministry. I've watched people drop out of church, and then I hear their lives have, yeah. have imploded. And You mean as they've sort of disengaged from yeah. the community? And I don't know if it was had. because they dropped out of church or their lives were imploding, So, and that's why they dropped out of church, but that always makes me very sad. Yeah, well, I think when I think about biblical community, I think in some ways it's adding a horizontal element to every piece of your faith. So if you say, uh, hey, uh, it's important that I worship, right? That's a vertical thing. I'm worshiping God. But the Bible would say, yeah, also for a horizontal reason. That's why we gather together. That's why we sing together. That's why we pray together, because it's actually I'm being shaped by the singing and praying and being of, and they're being shaped by me. And uh, if I say, hey, I struggle with sin, the Bible would say, I think, yeah. And there's a horizontal element of that. You should struggle with people and your struggle will sometimes hurt people and you'll need to reconcile with people or, hey, I'm on mission. The Bible would say, yeah, you're on mission. Together, together, you uh, model what it is to to know Jesus and who Jesus is, and and that's part of the thing. As we live in an increasingly technological age, that it isn't just as simple as saying, "Well, you can do church from home," or you can have, you know, you. I mean, those things are true, 
but they maybe sometimes minimize the horizontal aspect of what the Bible is saying, that, that yes, you can worship at home and you should worship at home, but that is not a full experience of what the Bible right. has in mind yeah. when it talks about worship because you're missing that horizontal piece. Yeah. And uh, I think it would just be good to think about uh, everything the Bible calls me to, ha- yes, has a vertical component, but it also has a horizontal one. This is what Jesus meant when he said, uh, the, f- the greatest commandment is to love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And the second is to love your neighbor as yourself. I mean, he was saying the whole law is vertical and, and horizontal. horizontal. And biblical community is a desire to experience and work out that horizontal element in every area of our faith. Is there a minimal biblical community and then uh, a more desired biblical community? Like when I've been thinking about biblical community, I've been thinking about our circle. Uh-huh. Um, but then when Zach's talking, he he just talked about the biblical community of gathering on a Sunday morning. That's also biblical community, yeah. even though you don't talk to many people like that. So what's the minimal biblical community that a healthy yeah. Christian can even be a part of? And then yeah, what's, is there a compatibility yeah, I between... I don't know. That's a good question. I, I would maybe think of it in terms of levels. Like, I think there is a level of community I share with every Christian. When I come to a worship service, it's probably not even, in some ways, not even important if I know the person next to me. Right, right. We are singing together, praying together, experience of taking communion together. We are experiencing, right, uh, we're united by our faith. But when I'm working through sin in my life, when I'm working, it is vitally important that they yeah. know me. Vitally important that. So, you know, I, I don't, I, I mean, I know what you're asking, Joe, and, and I think uh, a life absent of community, probably in, in any meaningful way, couldn't call itself Christian, in, of absent of any yeah. community. Because I think, again, Jesus says the laws love God and love your neighbor. I, I don't know. So if you tried to be a hermit on a deserted island, then I think you'd be missing a right. big part of but uh, but I'm not sure. I think we create those categories. I'm not sure the Bible. I think if if you said what's the least I could do, I think the Bible would say, "What a terrible, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, what a terrible." You know, because I think you need you need both, and you wither without either. You just wither in different ways, right? Yeah, right. So I would say if someone said I can't be part of a circle, I'd say, well, you you have all the more reason you have to be there every week for worship. Right, because you you will completely wither otherwise. Yeah. But even a decade of going to corporate worship without meaningful relationships, right. and I think it's going to cause a withering. Yeah, because we are social creatures. You will have other people speaking into your life, whether you realize it or not. Right? I mean, mm-hmm. if you don't have biblical community, you're going to find community somewhere else. Right? Yeah. Well, and it's in interesting because you said, what, what does it look like when it doesn't work? And, and I think in some ways people mix this up. I, I have community with every Christian, Africa, Asia, you know, Europe doesn't matter. We're, we're black, white, poor, rich, but that deeper level of community, I do think there's an affinity piece to that. And I think in my experience where it's gone wrong is when I have not been honest enough. You know, I think about some small groups that I've been part of that have just been miserable. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I just think that it wasn't that the community was broken. It just, it, it, I was trying to go deep with people that we just didn't have. We just didn't even like each other. Yeah, we just didn't have that connection. So we could stand next to each other and sing songs at corporate worship, and that would have been fine. We were never going to have any kind of meaningful interaction. And I think sometimes it's like the Bible says, taste and see that the Lord is good. I feel like sometimes people taste and see and find the community is bad. (laughs) And it's like, well, maybe you just need to try something else. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) You need to move on. That is important, and that is a good encouragement because sometimes those – those groups of people, they are not a good fit, but don't give up on it completely if 
And I think people yes, feel guilty. Yeah. Like, well, I should like everybody. We're all yeah. Christians. It's like, no, not, you know, we're just not all going to naturally click. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you think uh, keeps people from community, biblical community? Independence and... I mean, I think that's something people thinking they can do it on their own. I think our own culture of even just how technology and I mean, there's things that we people can go and kind of live in their cave and not feel like they can need other people for anything. Yeah, we're very individualistic. I was going to yeah. say that. Yeah, yeah, we're yeah. very individualistic. An individualism that kind of plays can play itself out, itself out in a sort of a mercenary version of faith where. You know, you might say, "Well, I really like the sermons at X Y Z church, so I'm going to listen to their podcast." Um, and then maybe once in a while I'm going to go to this Bible study because I really like the teacher. But, um, you know, I just think that that is one way. It just kind of like decentralizes, you know, our, our, a person's faith if you're participating in the life of three or four different churches because then you're not really participating in the life of any any community and or any And that move exists in a lot of ways. Like you think about nowadays the most popular shows that people consume are on streaming services, right? You can watch them a lot of times for the most part whenever you want. Right versus when I was a kid growing up, if there was a hot show out, it came on Tuesday night and Wednesday morning. That's what everybody talked about yeah. at school or about, and there was a communal aspect to it. We've lost that. Right, right. there's a there's a sense in which we're moving away from that as a culture in in general. We're moving more and more towards you can do your entire life, you can work, you can eat out, you can without ever even leaving your home. Right, so we're becoming, but I, but I think that individualism works against the the biblical idea. I think of Galatians 6, bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ, that actually I have a responsibility. It's not even just that I benefit from community, though that's true, that I will wither without community, though that's true, but actually a, a responsibility that Jesus has called me to is to invest in the lives of other people. I don't get in out of that. It isn't just because I think sometimes people are like, well, I get just as much about out of church online. And like, I don't think you do, but even if I allow that, I'm just, I can't argue that with you. Uh, you're missing the idea that actually Jesus wants to do something through you. Right. In those around you. Maybe in somebody else's that, life. That it cannot happen in your living room. Like there's just no way around it. You actually have a responsibility to show up and be part of what's happening for the sake of the other people in that room. What do we say to people who are listening who say, well, I'm in a really busy time right now with my kids and everything, so I I can't really um, uh, be a part of biblical community or can't be a part of a circle, can't connect or go all the time to church or whatever? Yeah, I mean, maybe two things. I mean, one is there's always a danger of being monolithic, so... The great thing about a church our size is there are a number of ways to find biblical right. community, right? So uh, getting a women's Bible study, men's Bible study, of course, circles are the main way we pursue that, but maybe you are in a season where you can't find one. But the other thing I would say is it, it's just a question of priorities. priorities. The problem yeah, of saying nice. I'm in a busy season is all I have to do is find one other person who has kids your kid's age, who has a job like yours, who has who's showing up and say, well... If they can do it, you can do it. I mean, I, I think that's the no one's saying that you're going to be there every week at your circle. You know, I'm usually not over a course of a semester. Life happens, things. But what we are saying is, you make space for what you prioritize, right? And and in the grand scheme of things, sometimes that means saying, maybe I can't be in biblical community and do all the things I'm doing right now. But another way of saying that is, maybe I need to let something go. Right. Right. Yeah. Maybe it matters enough that I need to let something go. I'd also say it's possible that the person in that situation is is perhaps misunderstanding the 
the purpose of communi- community in the first place and maybe even slipping back into the individualism that uh, that we were discussing earlier in the sense of saying, you know, they may not understand why they need community, that, that there's a deficit that they may not even be aware of or isn't or aren't experiencing in their uh, in their faith because they aren't engaging in biblical right. community. And yep. going back to the way Zach started this is that you know isolation is not healthy. We aren't created for uh, to be isolated. And if God created us like that, He created us like that for a reason. He created us for relationship, not just with Him but with each other. And then He gives us this opportunity and this vehicle to do that. I think to not take advantage of it is to move away from health and the way God created us to be. I think the other thing too is there's a feeling of of being bulletproof. And and yeah, I, I sure. think because yeah. when you experience really difficult yeah. things, you, everyone knows in that situation you need community. And if you don't have it, it will wreck you. But we never think that's coming for us. I mean, I you know, I went through some difficult things 2 or 3 years ago in my family that I think if it not had not been for the people on this podcast, I don't know if I I don't know what I would have looked like coming out the other end. But the problem is you don't see that coming. So you don't get an opportunity to go, hey, six months from now, I'm going to experience this really traumatic thing. So I better build some healthy relationships. Right, like right, You never right. know when that's coming. But that's why it's vitally important to hold on to that. Again, for you and for the other person in your circle, in your Bible right. study, because they don't know when the next big thing is coming for them. Yeah. I'm walking through something with a friend of mine right now that she's been on my mind a lot as we've been talking, only because it is amazing to realize what biblical community has been for her in a really, really, really hard time. And just going like, man, that's it. this would look so different if that wasn't the case and if that wasn't in place. And, and it's so needed. And also... I think, it, yeah, in those moments you realize you have to rely. You can't just keep relying on yourself a lot of times, you know, and it's, we're all, it's all coming, for, it's coming for all of us. Yeah, right? and I think we, we have all heard this over and over again from people who come to us and say, I don't know how anybody gets through yeah. what yeah. I've been through yep. without a church, yep. and without God's people. And I do think non-Christians can provide community for each other. The difference is is that a biblical community won't let me, to use what Joe was saying, won't let me wander from Jesus. Right, so it'll sit with me and cry and say, "Yeah, what you're going through is really bad," but it doesn't mean God doesn't love you, and it doesn't mean. And I, and I think that's the trick: is I need community to support me, but not always to indulge me. Sometimes right? I need community to be there for me, even against me, for me, uh, so that I don't believe lies, so that I don't. And I think that is, in essence, biblical community. I, I won't. You've let been you listening to Church Unplugged, the you, podcast of Christ Community Chapel. In each episode, we're going to look at topics and questions that are related to our faith in Jesus and to the way that it plays out in everyday life. We want your feedback. We want your suggestions. If you've got ideas or questions that you'd like to hear answered on the show, you can email us at churchunplugged at ccchapel.com. We would love to hear from you. Thanks for listening.